Chapter Four of History of Billy the Kid by Charles A. Seringo. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. History of Billy the Kid by Charles A. Seringo. Chapter Four. The Starting of the Bloody Lincoln County War. The Murder of Tunstall. Billy the Kid is partially revenged when he kills Morton and Baker. Arriving back at the Murphy Dolan cow camp on the Pecos River, Billy the Kid was greeted by his friends McDaniels, Morton, and Baker, who persuaded him to join the Murphy and Dolan outfit and become one of their fighting cowboys. This he agreed to do and was put on the payroll at good wages. The summer and fall of 1877 passed along with only now and then a scrap between the factions, but the clouds of war were lowering and the kid was anxious for a battle. Still he was not satisfied to be at war with the whole-souled young Englishman, John S. Tunstall, whom he had met on several occasions. On one of his trips to the Mexican town of Lincoln to blow in his accumulated wages, the kid met Tunstall and expressed regret at fighting against him. The matter was talked over, and Billy the Kid agreed to switch over from the Murphy-Dolan faction. Tunstall at once put him under wages and told him to make his headquarters at their cow camp on the Rio Feliz, which flowed into the Pecos from the west. Now the kid rode back to camp and told the dozen cowboys there of his new deal. They tried to persuade him of his mistake, but his mind was made up and couldn't be changed. In the argument, Baker abused the kid for going back on his friends. This came very near starting a little war in that camp. The kid made Baker back down when he offered to shoot it out with him on the square. Before riding away on his faithful gray, the kid expressed regrets at having to fight against his chum Jesse Evans in the future. At the Rio Feliz cow camp, the kid made friends with all the cowboys there, and with Tunstall and McSween when he rode into Lincoln to have a good time at the Mexican Fandango's dances. A few killings took place on the Pecos River during the fall, but Billy the Kid was not in these fights. In the early part of December, 1877, the kid received a letter from his Mexican chum, whom he had liberated from the jail in San Elizario, Texas, Melchiade Segura, asking that he meet him at their friend's ranch across the Rio Grande River in Old Mexico on a matter of great importance. Mounted on gray, the kid started. Meeting Segura, he found that all he wanted was to share a bag of Mexican gold with him. While visiting Segura, a war started in San Elizario over the Guadalupe Salt Lakes in El Paso County, Texas. These salt lakes had supplied the natives along the Rio Grande River with free salt for more than a hundred years. An American by the name of Howard had leased them from the state of Texas and prohibited the people from taking salt from them. A prominent man by the name of Louis Cardiz took up the fight for the people. 
Howard and his men were captured and allowed their liberty under the promise that they would leave the Salt Lakes free for the people's use. Soon after, Howard killed Louis Cardiz in El Paso. This worked the natives up to a high pitch. Under the protection of a band of Texas Rangers, Howard returned to San Elizario, 25 miles below El Paso. On reaching San Elizario, the citizens turned out in mass and besieged the Rangers and the Howard crowd in a house. Many citizens of Old Mexico, across the river, joined the mob, among them being Segura and his confederate, at whose ranch Billy the Kid and Segura were stopping. As Billy the Kid had no interest in the fight, he took no part, but was an eyewitness to it in the village of San Elizario. Near the house in which Howard and the rangers took refuge, lived Captain Gregario Garcia and his three sons, Carlos, Secundio, and Naziancino Garcia. On the roof of their dwelling they constructed a fort, and with rifles assisted in protecting Howard and the rangers from the mob. The fight continued for several days. Finally, against the advice of Captain Gregario Garcia, the rangers surrendered. They were escorted up the river towards El Paso and liberated. Howard, Charlie Ellis, John Atkinson, and perhaps one or two other Americans were taken out and shot dead by the mob. Thus ended one of the bloody battles which Billy the Kid enjoyed as a witness. The following year, the present governor of New Mexico, Octaviano A. Larizolo, settled in San Elizario, Texas, and married the pretty daughter of Carlos Garcia, who, with his father and two brothers, so nobly defended Howard and the Rangers. Now Billy the Kid, with his pockets bulging with Mexican gold, given him by Segura, returned to the Tunstall-McSween cow camp on the Rio Feliz in Lincoln County, New Mexico. In the month of February 1878, W.S. Morton, who held a commission as deputy sheriff, raised a posse of fighting cowboys and went to one of the Tunstall cow camps on the upper Riodoso River to attach some horses, which were claimed by the Murphy Dolan outfit. Tunstall was at the camp with some of his employees, who hid out on the approach of Morton and the posse. It was claimed by Morton that Tunstall fired the first shot, but that story was not believed by the opposition. In the fight, Tunstall and his mount were killed. While laying on his face gasping for breath, Tom Hill, who was later killed while robbing a sheep camp, placed a rifle to the back of his head and blew out his brains. This murder took place on the 18th day of February, 1878. Before sunset, a runner carried the news to Billy the Kid on the Rio Feliz. His anger was at the boiling point on hearing of the foul murder. He at once saddled his horse and started to Lincoln to consult with lawyer McSween. Now the Lincoln County War was on with a vengeance and hatred, and the Kid was to play a leading hand in it. 
he swore that he would kill every man who took part in the murder of his friend Tunstall. At that time, Lincoln County, New Mexico, was the size of some states, about 200 square miles, and only a few thousand inhabitants, mostly Mexicans, scattered over its surface. On reaching the town of Lincoln, the kid was informed by McSween that E. M. Brewer had been sworn in as a special constable, and was making up a posse to arrest the murderers of Tunstall. Billy the Kid joined the Brewer posse, and they started for the Rio Pecos River. On the sixth day of March, the Brewer posse ran into five mounted men at the lower crossing of the Rio Penasco, six miles from the Pecos River. They fled and were pursued by Brewer and his crowd. Two of the fleeing cowboys separated from their companions. The kid recognized them as Morton and Baker, his former friends. He dashed after them, and the rest of the posse followed his lead. Shots were being fired back and forth. At last, Morton's and Baker's mounts fell over, dead. The two men then crawled into a sinkhole to shield their bodies from the bullets. A parley was held, and the two men surrendered after Brewer had promised them protection. The kid protested against giving this pledge. He remarked, My time will come. Now the posse started for the Chisholm home ranch, on South Spring River, with the two handcuffed prisoners. On the morning of the ninth day of March, the Brewer posse started with the prisoners for Lincoln, but pretended to be headed for Fort Sumner. The posse was made up of the following men, R. M. Brewer, J. G. Skurlock, Charlie Beaudry, Billy the Kid, Henry Brown, Frank McNabb, Fred Waite, Sam Smith, Jim French, John Middleton, and McCloskey. After traveling five miles, they came to the village of Roswell. Here they stopped to allow Morton time to write a letter to his cousin, the Honorable H. H. Marshall of Richmond, Virginia. Ash Upson was the postmaster in Roswell, and Morton asked him to notify his cousin in Virginia, if the posse failed to keep their pledge of protection. McCloskey, who was standing near, remarked, "'If harm comes to you two, they will have to kill me first. The party started out about 10 a.m. from Roswell. About 4 p.m., Martin Chavez of Picacho arrived in Roswell and reported to Ash Upson that the posse and their prisoners had quit the main road to Lincoln and had turned off in the direction of Agua Negra, an unfrequented watering place. This move satisfied the postmaster that the doom of Morton and Baker was sealed. On March the 11th, Frank McNabb, one of the Brewer posse, rode up to the post office and dismounted. Mr. Upson expressed surprise and told him that he supposed he was in Lincoln by this time. Now McNabb confessed that Morton, Baker, and McCloskey were dead. Later, Ash Upson got the particulars from Billy the Kid of the killing. 
The Kid and Charlie Beaudry were riding in the lead as they neared Blackwater Spring. McCloskey and Middleton rode by the side of the two prisoners. The balance of the posse followed behind. Finally, Brown and McNabb spurred up their horses and rode up to McCloskey and Middleton. McNabb shoved a cocked pistol at McCloskey's head, saying, "'You are the son of a bitch that's got to die before harm can come to these fellows, are you?' Now the trigger was pulled, and McCloskey fell from his horse, dead, shot through the head. Billy the Kid heard the shot and wheeled his horse around in time to see the two prisoners dashing away on their mounts. The Kid fired twice, and Morton and Baker fell from their horses, dead. No doubt it was a put-up job to allow the Kid to kill the murderers of his friend Tunstall with his own hands. The posse rode on to Lincoln, all but McNabb, who returned to Roswell. The bodies of McCloskey, Morton, and Baker were left where they fell. Later they were buried by some sheep herders. Thus ends the first chapter of the bloody Lincoln County War. End of chapter 4 Recording by Roger Moline